Hello and welcome to Biblical Moments. This is Evangelist Frank King. Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Hey, today I want to focus on the importance of the Word of God. I will be teaching from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 6, and I will be using the King James Version of the Bible. Stay with me for today's message, Prioritizing the Word of God. During his public ministry, Jesus came preaching the good news. Everywhere he went, multitudes followed him. He preached and taught about heaven and everyday life. And the people could take what he taught them and use it to grow in their relationship with God and to make their homes and marriages better. It is critical that churches and church leaders today believe that that same power still exists in the preaching and teaching of the word of God. We have liberty in our styles of worship. We can have a traditional form of worship, a contemporary style, or we can have some mix of the two. What's important is that we don't allow styles of worship and other things to preempt the importance of the Word of God. When the apostles started the Christian church at Jerusalem, it was like any new church today would be. It had little organization, if any. The apostles were preaching the Word of God and the Lord was adding souls to the body. But with that growth came the need for organization and structure in the church. That's what we see happening in Acts chapter 6 and verse 1. It reads, And in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. In this verse, both Hebrews and Grecians are mentioned, but the truth is that both of these are Jews. But the Jews outside of the Palestine area often spoke Greek. The Greek culture was very pervasive during that time. Because of it, almost all of the New Testament was written in Greek, even though the writers were Jewish. So, there you go. Anyway, these Greek-speaking Jews' complaint was that their widows were being neglected in the daily ministration of the church. And this support from the church was crucial to the widows. So what was the apostles' initial response to that complaint? According to verse 2, 
they called the church together and said, it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Remember, the church had no structure at this point. The apostles were it, but they were insightful enough to know that if they took on this additional work themselves, it would be a serious distraction to the vital work they were doing, which was the ministry of the word. On the other hand, they knew they needed to put in place some structure to make sure that the members of this growing church were being properly cared for. So they said in verse 3, Brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Now these are some pretty high standards for the men that were to be chosen. Again, they were to be men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. Mind you, they were not being set aside to preach, but to minister the temporal support that the church provided for its members in need. And you know, many churches today refer to this apostolic model for their deacons in terms of the qualifications. In too many cases, however, that's all the church does is refer to these qualifications. But they should not only refer to them, they should implement them. I guarantee you that if they did, churches will have less trouble on their deacon board. Now let's see what the apostles said about themselves in the midst of this. They said in verse 4, But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Now don't let anybody kid you. Sermon prep is time consuming. A pastor's most important responsibility each week is to minister the word of God. And in order to effectively minister the word of God, the preacher must have ample time for prayer and for laboring in the word of God. You know, sometimes when a church is paying for a pastor to serve full time, the members may think the pastor should be doing everything. He is the workhorse. That's what we pay him for. The problem with that mindset is if you load the minister down with a lot of other duties as assigned so he does not have ample time to devote to the word of God in prayer, that church is negatively impacting its ability to be blessed. The word of God has to be first and foremost. The people can't properly grow if they are not properly fed. Finally, I like what verse 7 says about the church because of the apostles' commitment to the word of God in prayer. 
it says the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. Wow, even many of the priests were converted. And when it says the word of God increased, I don't know if that means the word of God was preached more often or if the word of God was just more fruitful, but either one of those is a good thing. In fact, what is recorded in verse 7 can be called nothing less than a revival. Let me read it again. The word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great company of the priests were obedient to the faith. And it all happened because the church leaders kept the word of God as the main thing. You see, this comes down to what the church and church leaders believe about the word of God. I believe that in a church worship service, every other part of that service is subordinate to the ministry of the word of God. They set the climate for the ministry of the word. Take music ministry, for instance. I love good gospel music. While I am working outside around the house, oftentimes I have my headset on listening to music. But there are some church leaders who seem to think they can build a local congregation through music better than they can through the word of God. That is a bad perspective on the word of God. Over 40 years ago, when I first started preaching, I found out that some churches where I preached compensated the musician better than they did me for preaching. Let me tell you, friend, a local church that does that says something about itself that's not good. The commitment that we see here in chapter 6 of the book of Acts is not an isolated case. That commitment to the word of God was maintained throughout the book of the Acts of the Apostles. For instance, in chapter 5 of that book, when the religious leaders commanded the apostles to stop preaching Christ, the apostles said in Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, we ought to obey God rather than men. And that's why the church back then was virtually unstoppable. And I'm telling you that if the church will come back to the word of God and stay with it, the church today will be unstoppable no matter what. As I said, I've been preaching for over 40 years. And throughout those years, I have spent my life studying and preaching and teaching and trying to rightly divide the word of God. I believe that that at least qualifies me to express my opinion that the church has moved too far from Bible-based preaching and teaching. I believe that's one of the main reasons the church today is weak and lethargic 
why we lack power, why we don't see God in the sanctuary like we should. We are too interested in trying to placate or to conform to this world. Jesus didn't do it. The apostles didn't do that. So why should we? The only hope of revival in the church today is that those who have been called to preach devote themselves to the word of God in prayer and the church returns to the uncompromised proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. A number of years ago, a group of Canadian researchers conducted a five-year study. Since overall membership had been dropping in mainstream Protestant churches in the U.S. and Canada, these researchers did this project to try to understand why some of the churches were still growing. Now remember, we're talking about mainstream Protestant churches, not the non-denominational or charismatic churches. The researchers said based upon their findings, more clergy and congregants of the growing churches held firmly to traditional Christian beliefs and were more diligent in practices such as prayer and Bible reading. Get this, 71% of pastors at growing churches said they read their Bible daily compared to 19% of pastors at declining churches. According to the five-year project, most clergy and the congregations of the declining churches blamed changes in society for a drop in demand for religion. Now, I believe this study confirms my conviction. The church that will still be standing while others are closing down is the church that chooses to prioritize the word of God. I am convinced that the word of God will always work because God will always work with the word of God. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hey, listen, I want to thank you for listening to this episode. I hope it was a blessing to you as we talked about the importance of prioritizing the Word of God. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, May heaven's best be yours.